Now, The Sipping Point with Lori Forster, the wine coach, certified sommelier, corporate entertainer, and wife to a world-class chef, Lori is literally pouring the fun back into wine. Meet some of the most interesting people in the world of food, wine, and spirits as she uncorks the recipe for a delicious life. This is Lori Forster, the wine coach, and I'm so excited for today's show, Summer Cocktails. It is the time, and I'm so just thrilled to have Aaron Joseph from Wit & Wisdom. He's going to show us how to make two amazing summer cocktails that you can do at home, or if you just don't even feel like lifting a finger, you're too hot, you can go see him at the Four Seasons here in Baltimore. We're going to be with him for a little while, and then later in the show, we have David Alima from The Charmery. It's an amazing ice cream place. He's going to bring us some innovative and interesting ice cream flavors to cool you down for summer. But I mentioned right next to me, I'm so excited, Aaron Joseph of lead bartender at Wit and Wisdom, a tavern by Michael Mina at the Four Seasons. Very she-she. <laughs> <laughs> we brought him in because I went on Facebook, basically, and said, who makes the best cocktails in Baltimore? And I have, I think, close to 4,000 people or something out there. And you were recommended. That's awesome. A few times. So I thought I would uh, reach out to you, and luckily you were available. So you've been doing this for a while. You have a passion over a decade of working in fine dining restaurants, making cocktails, serving. You've seen all sides of a fine dining experience. I have a little bit of experience, absolutely. Right. And you used to work, I live on the Eastern Shore, you used to work at the Inniperi Cabin. Yes, I did. Which is an amazing resort. And then you went to a sister property in St. Martin. Yes, That is like a dream. It was a dream job. But you came back. (laughs) The French don't like Americans taking their money. (laughs) Okay. All right. It's nice to get get back under the uh, USA, the banner of the USA. You've won numerous cocktail competitions all over the country. You wrote a forward to a book called The Forgotten Cocktails. Yeah, that was a great honor. History of Maryland Cocktails. That's really fun. And a number of different... The 2014 Woodford Reserve Manhattan Competition. Absolutely. Okay, now I need to introduce you to Chef Michael Forrester because Manhattans are his favorite drink. I love to make them. All right, we're going to be drinking some Manhattans. Okay, so I didn't just bring anybody off the street to make summer cocktails. I went to the best. And tell us a little bit about your philosophy of cocktails at Wit & Wisdom, just in general. If somebody comes in, what should they expect? Uh, You should expect one of the best... uh cocktail programs in the city um we try to do everything fresh we make all of our own syrups fresh squeezed citrus um try to use small craft but quality spirits in all of our cocktails so if you're coming to the four seasons and winning wisdom please expect and have a high expectation for our cocktails great yeah i like it all right well i do have high expectations (laughs) and i know you guys also have a great uh happy hour experience absolutely it's whether it's wine or cocktails there's always something you know a lot of times you go to happy hour and the stuff they have on special you, you wouldn't even order it's like oh i could get that at the grocery store why am i ordering that at happy hour but you guys have really fun uh rosé that i had for happy hour recently and innovative cocktails so it's always something interesting and some nibbles too that are included fantastic we have this philosophy it's always happy hour when you're drinking so <laughs> You know, I like it. Happy minute. Happy minutes. Absolutely. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, we'll talk a little bit later because you guys just got another award from Baltimore Magazine, but we'll save that for a little bit later. Okay. What's our first cocktail that's going to cool us down for summer? So when I think about uh, summertime, you think about um, light, refreshing, mainly citrus-based cocktails, uh, but you also see the immersion of spirits like vodka, gin, 
and light barrel spirits like Reposado, tequilas, um, mm. mezcals, and even Peruvian brandies, what we call Pisco. Okay. But one of my true uh, passions as far as the spirit categories go is rum. Rum, yeah. rum to me is, a, is all seasons, but especially this time of year, you see pina coladas, daiquiris, mojitos. But one of my favorite cocktails of all time is a classic cocktail called the Hemingway Daiquiri. Ooh. It's, um, it's Named a, after the writer, I assume. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, it was uh, created for him. It originally called a daiquiri number three, but uh, the famous bartender in Cuba called Constantine at a bar called La Florida. Um, uh, Hemingway took a liking to this uh, particular style of daiquiri, and it is essentially named the daiquiri after him called the Hemingway Special. Okay. Now and what, what makes it... The Hemingway version, not just, as, and I think a lot of Americans think a daiquiri is a frozen drink with uh, whipped cream on top of it, you know, but it is a classic cocktail. It is. Um, this is not frozen. No, not at all. No, you're going to, I think you're going to shake it for us. Yes. But uh, what makes it a Hemingway style of daiquiri? So traditionally, a daiquiri was a simple three-step, three-ingredient um, cocktail, which was rum, lime juice, and sweetener or simple syrup. Okay. Um, what Hemingway liked about it was he had a fear of being a diabetic. So Constantine made a substitute by putting maraschino liqueur as a sweetener instead of just continuing with simple syrup and added grapefruit for added uh, brightness and citrus. Oh, component. I like it. So there's less calories in this style. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> or at least let us think that. <laughs> okay, so walk me through how we make one of these. And I'm going to post the recipe at thewinecoach.com awesome. with a link to your website. So how do you make one? So it starts off really simple. I like building my cocktails with uh, the sweetener first. So we had a dash of simple syrup and then a quarter ounce of maraschino liqueur, mm-hmm. a half ounce of fresh squeezed grapefruit juice, mm-hmm. three quarter ounce of lime juice. And then finally, the star of the component, uh, one and a half ounces of a lighter style or medium body styled rum. For uh, Hemingway's, I particularly have an affinity for the Papa's Pilar Blonde Rum, which is essentially the only blonde rum out there Okay. in its own category. So, so you put all the ingredients in your shaker with ice. Absolutely. Shake it up, yes. right? And you want to shake till you hear the ice actually start to break up. It's almost where it's almost slushy components. Okay. So... Once you get there, you want to separate your tin, and you can use a fine strainer or just a simple Hawthorne strainer, but I use a fine strainer to strain out the ice chunks just so that the cocktail doesn't get overly diluted, and it's a cleaner appearance as well. Great. Well, this looks great. I'm going to take a sip of this while we take a quick break on The Sipping Point. We're talking summer cocktails with Aaron Joseph, mixologist or lead bartender at Wit & Wisdom. We'll be right back on The Sipping Point. This is Lori Forster, the wine coach. We're back with the sipping point and Aaron Joseph from Wit and Wisdom at the Four Seasons here in Baltimore. You're the lead mixologist, bartender. I just shake ice really well. <laughs> what? Which of the two terms do you prefer? Actually, I like I prefer bartender. Uh, okay, mixologist tends to be. It's kind of like you know the subgenre in a broad category, but when okay. you think about the whole spectrum, it's you're still bartending. So. All right, I, hey, I I think making friends with a bartender is a skill that everyone needs to <laughs> needs to learn. So, all right, so you made me a great cocktail called the Hemingway Daiquiri. Yes, and there was a little bit of a twist there that you're using the maraschino liqueur instead of a lot of simple syrup. And grapefruit, which I love grapefruit. That's I what too. I had for breakfast today. So awesome. that was perfect for me. The rum you use, the Pilar, is a three-year style blonde you mentioned. So what does that mean? So basically they are uh, blending uh, four regional rums together. 
um, and then finishing off in a Solera process uh, with Oloroso Sherry and New American Oak. And wow. when they filter, they only filter out for particles, but they leave the color actually still in the rum. So therefore, it creates a blonde appearance. So is there actual sherry in the process or just barrels that used to be used for sherry? Uh, first fill sherry barrels. So okay. empty, empty sherry barrels. Yes. And I, I get that essence from it for sure. I was yeah. trying to p- picture what was different there. Okay. Delicious. Recipe for that is at thewinecoach.com. What are we moving to? What's our next cocktail? So our next cocktail is one of that's really um, a favorite of mine. It's a play on a classic tea punch or petit punch. And petit punch is three simple ingredients. It's agricole rum, lime juice, and uh, a sweetener. We're okay. using cane. But so our renditions is a cocktail called Fruits of Labor. It's one and a half ounces of rum agricole uh, clement select barrel. Okay. Uh, half ounce of lime juice. And we made a wonderful kind of spice guava syrup with pink peppercorns, mint, and guava with cane syrup. Wow. So, so fresh. You make that right there on. Yes. Wow. Absolutely. Okay. So you're busy. So, <laughs> All right. So go ahead. Why don't you make that for us? I'm going to take a picture also and post pictures of these cocktails online. People can attempt them, but they can always come visit you at Wit & Wisdom. I hear that Baltimore Magazine rated you best or favorite fancy bar in Baltimore. It's a great honor we'd like to share. It's our third year winning it, so it's something that we're very, very proud of down there at Wit & Wisdom. I have to say, even though it is such a beautiful, fancy, I'm doing the quotes in the air, people, if you can't see me, setting, it feels really comfortable in there. It doesn't, you know, some fancy restaurants you walk in and you're like, oh, I'm afraid to laugh or say anything. It really has a nice, casual, spirited, oh, I like getting the ice out spirited atmosphere that you know there are people in business suits but there's also people in nice smart casual clothes too and you don't feel like you have to be all fancy i think we've done a really great job of encompassing the whole tavern feel where you can come to the four seasons but you don't have to feel like you're in a a museum absolutely or (laughs) a posh environment i love Uh, it um, so we, our clientele is very diverse. We have a number of locals, we have a number of regulars, but we also have a number of hotel guests that enjoy their time there. So I think we've done a really good, great job of encompassing that atmosphere, c- kind of keeping it a little bit casual. And All right. Of, so shake it like you mean it, okay? Oh, I want to hear it. <laughs> Woo! That's the best part, Aaron. That's how you stay so fit. I Absolutely. mean, it has to be. We call it the poor man's shake weight, so... <laughs> Oh, the shake weight. Is that still around? I haven't seen any infomercials for it lately. Okay. (laughs) So he's he's pouring it over ice right now. I'm so excited to try this. Oh, it looks so beautiful. Absolutely. Ah, are we putting flowers in there? Is that where you're going with this? Absolutely. We're going to definitely get a a orchid in there as well as some fresh mint sprigs just to kind of encompass the herbaceousness of the cocktail. Now, he just smacked the mint, and that brings out the oils, I know. Sounds funny, but there is a real reason to do it, correct? It's it's opposite of, yeah, it's another reason to just get the oils and the the aromatics of the mint to be released. Okay, I love it. All right, so you're going to pour me a little bit to taste, and I have a question for you. So, fancy hotel, Four Seasons, probably the best in Baltimore. Who famous have you served lately or met at the hotel? If I told, Give us the deets. If I told you, I would not have a job to serve you. You're kidding. You can't even say? Unfortunately not. Oh, man. We but, need the inside scoop. But um, but there is a number of array of characters that visit us. I so bet. Billy Joel. Was Billy Joel there when he did the concert? Actually, I or was. Or did he go back to New York? 
I don't. I was in. I was out of town in L.A. for the Village Open. Oh concert. no! Oh, Look at you. Oh, You're so hipster. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fruits of labor. I'm going to give it a sip here right now. I bet you guys make everyone feel famous. I just brought my daughter to the Megan Trainer concert. Oh yes. And I think she stayed at our hotel in Delaware. It was at Delaware State Fair, but it was a Holiday Inn Express. But it's the nicest hotel in Harrington. Holiday Inn Express. So it not is terrible. Oh my gosh. Not That's bad. delicious. I'm glad you like it. It doesn't even taste like there's alcohol in there. That's what we call dangerous. Yes. <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> a dangerous summer cocktail. Perfect. So um, tell us what else. What What do you get excited about? when? Uh, do you get to do any cocktail classes or instruction? We've done them in the past, and I really have a great affinity about educating and talking something I'm very passionate about. So I always, whether you're sitting in front of me as a guest or we're doing formal cocktail classes we always love the opportunity to one right. talk about my passion but to educate as well so, so you don't get upset when people are like what are you doing there how do you do that i actually encourage <laughs> questions uh, perfect it, it, that way you kind of build ambassadors of one the the art and the craft and also two of the of the spirits and the bar so okay it's, it's always it's always great to ask questions please yep. please ask more all right one more quick question what do you think is the biggest mistake people make when they're doing cocktails at home for me it's it's doing cocktails to taste or execution um so just like a little bit of this a little bit of that uh we use jiggers at wit and wisdom and i think it's kind of like baking where you have to use an exact recipe and exact formal um measurement to achieve a consistent and a delicious product consistently. It's like baking then? So there is a science to how much of this and that that goes in. When it comes to craft bartending, um, okay. absolutely. That makes total sense. Absolutely. To you're you're doing things to measurement and you're following recipes of classics and they have achieved a standard and a consistent, so why not keep that going? I love it. Now, do you drink wine? Because you know that's my main thing. I love these cocktails, but... <laughs> Tell you the truth, I'm curious. Lori, it was my first passion before spirits. Uh, really? It was. It was. It was one of those things when I first got into dining. It was a way, one, mm. one to enhance the dining experience, but two was something to increase your check average, too. <laughs> <laughs> For all you uh, waiters and waitresses listening, yeah, if you learn your wine and you're able to... First of all, it does make the food taste better. Absolutely. And you're earning a better living because people are getting a better experience. You're going to get a better tip. The whole thing works out for everybody, don't but you think? It was always magical for me to pair, um, to take a flavor quality of a well-crafted dish and also take the flavor profiles of a well-crafted spirit and, or wine and have those matched together. And it was just it was kind of like a dance. Yeah, you know it's harm. Once it's once it's harmonious, it's it's a beautiful thing to watch. So okay, now I have a quick question, and I ask this question to everybody, including Robert Parker, who's the most famous wine critic out there. What's the first wine you ever tried? <sighs> and mine was Boone's Farm, so you you really can't say anything wrong here. I tell you remember? You, I was spoiled in my wine experience. <laughs> oh no! A Cake Bread Reserve, nineteen ninety eight. Oh, my goodness. I need to shake your hand. You're amazing. All right. Aaron Joseph from Wit and Wisdom at the Four Seasons Baltimore. Thank you so much. Two great cocktails. Recipes are out there at thewinecoach.com. Go see him. He'll make you a great cocktail. We'll be right back. And David Alima from the Charmery is going to join us with some great ice cream to cool you down this summer. All right. This is Lori Forster, the Wine Coach. We're back from the break with the Sipping Point. Summer cocktails were delicious, but it's not summer without 
great ice cream. And certainly people eat the ice cream all year round. But I know I indulge a little bit more in the summer than I might in the winter months. So I went out looking for the best innovative ice cream place in Baltimore. And I happen to be right around the corner here from the studio. I have with me David Alima. Am I saying that right? All right. Perfect. From the Charmery right here in Hamden on 36th Street. And he came to join me to talk ice cream. He is in business with his better half, Laura. And this has been a dream of yours for many years. You went around the country trying ice cream from all kinds of amazing shops, getting ideas, logging those. And then one day you made this whole dream come true. How long have you been open? Uh, we just celebrated our uh, two-year anniversary. Nice. Yeah. That must be amazing. Oh, it feels great. And how long were you in the planning stages of, well, you know, maybe from infancy <laughs> tasting <Yeah. I'm... laughs> ice cream, but how long were you actually in the stages of trying to make your own shop come true? Probably about uh, 10 years. Wow. Yeah. It, 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 it took kind of different formations in our head. Okay. Um, but it was always sort of, we always dreamed of an ice cream shop that's great and what uh what were you doing before you opened the shop i was in marketing okay um i did marketing for a uh, reggae record label out in california and then i did uh when i moved here to baltimore back to baltimore i should say i grew up here um, i did marketing for the everyman theater Oh, cool. Now, I know your other half, Laura, because she worked for a caterer and done a number of events with her. So you both have background in marketing and entertainment and food. But I understand that now you are officially a master creamer. I am. It's, uh, it's a huge honor. Uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, it, the Association uh, of Master Creamers invited me in. No, and it's self-given. How, oh, it is self-given. <laughs> I thought this was like some sort of a hazing process uh, you have to go through. It's an Italian term. Loses a little in translation, <laughs> but you know. What What did you have to do? It's one thing to love to eat ice cream, but it's another thing to know how to make great ice cream. So how did you make that leap from just being a consumer of amazing ice cream to actually knowing how to make it and make it fun and interesting? Well, that's a great question. And you know, I think the harder jump was from being a home ice cream maker mm. to an actual um, professional production level ice cream maker. Because I had a Cuisinart, little Cuisinart ice cream maker at my house, and um, I was making ice cream for years and years and years, kind of anything I could think of, and uh, I loved it. And I said, I can't wait to open my own my own place. And then I realized, oh my god, production ice cream is it's such a different. Um, Animal. Animal. And yeah. all the methods are different. Um, I got very blessed. There's a, a really amazing shop in uh, Durham, n- nationally recognized, called The Parlor. And uh, we met them randomly at an ice cream convention. Nice. <laughs> I didn't even know there was an ice oh. cream convention. <laughs> oh, it's, oh, it exists. <laughs> it's big. Yeah. And um, they offered me to come down and kind of work for a week down there. Okay. And I learned so much just from, I basically hold strawberries for a week but wow got to watch kind of how it was 